Thanks for listening to the Camel Call podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich, and today we sit down with Jamie Hegel, one of the directors of strength and conditioning here at Campbell, who works specifically with the men's basketball program and the volleyball program. Jamie got his start as a baseball player up the coast at San Jose State out in California. He got his hands into the business right away, interning with the Oakland Raiders, interning at Stanford and at his program, San Jose State, before diving into the real world and getting a full-time job at Temple as the director of Olympic sports and then coming out to California and leading the Long Beach State program, the 49ers. He was their director of strength and conditioning. So over 15 years of experience for Jamie, and he's going to share some great memories from growing up in the strength world and what he's learned about different types of fitness, how to mold athletes from all different walks of life, but also, too, how to handle this current time, how to stay in shape when you don't necessarily have access to weights and how personal relationships and building that dynamic brand with your student-athletes is so important, not just the X's and O's of how to deadlift or how to bench press. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with one of the directors of strength and conditioning at Campbell in Jamie Heagle. You know, Jamie, first of all, thank you for joining us on the Camel Call podcast. And and secondly, since you yourself are very active and fit, how are you finding ways to implement your own strength training during this, this odd time where a lot of weight rooms and a lot of programs aren't open that many people are seeing in this world? Well, it's a pleasure to, to have uh, for you to have me on. I appreciate it. You know, and no doubt it's been a <clears throat> excuse me, trying time for, for everybody in that regard. And I think challenging in the fact that you have to find new avenues, right. To, to do things. And I guess to answer your question, it's for me, uh, the, the first seven to 10 days were kind of rough, meaning that trying to find new average routine as you're, as you're alluding to and, and whatnot. But, uh, but really shifting my focus to not so much what I don't have or what I don't have access to, but what, uh, what I do have access to and, and what I can do. Uh, I think it's been a big part for me. So, you know, utilizing the space that I have, um, you know, and that can be from, you know, my home, it can be outside, um, and just finding new ways to do things, you know? Um, but again, I think it's more, it was more about for me just recognizing the space that I do have and, and, you know, being in that space and operating in that space and, and doing what I can. Jamie, one of the avenues I'm so fascinated with during this time is from a student-athlete standpoint, obviously mental health is so important, but just the, the physical training and staying in shape is also vital, and, and obviously that's a huge part of your role. So when you're reaching out to the volleyball girls and, and the basketball players and sending them updates and information, how do you keep that in mind when you're tailoring some of their workouts or trying to help them stay in shape during these last few months? Yeah, I know. Definitely a – a challenge in its own, you know, I, I think for me, it's been, um, I think more trying to use those opportunities of when I do get to connect with them just to simply do that, you know, and not let the, um, the programming and the, and the training dominate the conversation, but, uh, more talk with them on a, on a personal level and, and be human and, and, um, you know, continue to make those <clears throat> connections. Um, I think for me, for sure, has been, you know, mentally, uh, you know, stimulating in the sense that, you know, really missing the the day-to-day -day interaction, 
with them and I'm, as I'm sure they, they miss it as well. Not only with me, but with their teammates and uh, the rest of their friends on campus. But so I think from a mental standpoint, uh, that's been a, an approach that I've tried to take to, you know, help, help satisfy some of, some of those things that they're going through. We're all going through. Um, but certainly, um, you know, not, not letting the, the, the conversation be dominated solely by, by training, but just, just trying to connect with them on a personal level. That's a great perspective, Jamie. And, and I want to touch on your, your personal career as well, kind of growing up because we're, we're California guys through and through. I know we grew up on different sides of the state, which for many seems like just a, a quick drive, but it's quite a distance. Um, Jamie, you had a unique perspective growing up and playing a bunch of sports, but then going to San Jose State up in Spartan country to be a baseball player. And, you know, obviously there's so much that goes into that and, and different elements that lead you in that direction. Well, where would your passion for baseball come from and what did you enjoy about playing a couple of years there at San Jose State? Oh, shoot. My passion for baseball has been there since I was a little kid, for sure. And, uh, and growing up, you know, in high school, you know, it ended up being the sole sport I played after my junior year. But, um, yeah, that journey for me is, 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 it was a blessing, you know, and, and it really laid the groundwork for, um, exposed me to some things that, uh, why I'm doing what I do today, you know? So, you know, that being said, um, being able to, uh, you know, go to a junior college coming out of high school and, and then being fortunate enough to um, get a scholarship to go to San Jose State and continue to play there uh, was certainly, you know, a special experience. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a really cool opportunity, um, something that I always treasure. And, you know, we, um, you know, the friends that I have, you know, still are, you know, lifelong friends, especially, uh, you know, the, the guys I played with at San Jose State and the journey that we had there, a uh, pretty special group. But, um, but yeah, the, the passion for baseball I've always, I've always really been drawn to and been a part of and, and, and certainly enjoyed. Jamie, I know you're very modest, but I, I do want to bring up that during your time at San Jose State, that program was in a massive turnaround and had some great years, including a trip to the College World Series, which for a program in a smaller conference is not something you see every day. Of course, the likes of Fresno State, they've had success at that level. But to be a part of a program that was on the rise and to ultimately play at the highest level, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it's tremendous. It, you know, as I said, uh, just a just a tremendous group of of, uh, of guys that I had the opportunity to play with there and coaches as well. And uh, the Omaha experience was incredible. You know that's it's pretty special with that the city of Omaha does and um, putting that all on. You know going into that that tournament, it was uh, we certainly were the Cinderella team for sure. And um, I remember. <clears throat> opening ceremonies, you know, and they were had everybody was there obviously, and and you had about forty, fifty thousand people, and they're naming all <clears throat> all the teams, introducing all the teams, and uh, you know we were the last one. I remember, you know, we're sitting there, and 
you know, you have 40, 50,000 people just going crazy each time, you know, a team is being introduced. And, you know, I, I guess it was a little uncertain for us, even though we weren't, we weren't expecting a lot of, a lot of cheers being, uh, the outcast, so to speak, of the tournament. But uh, when they introduced us, I mean, it was just as loud and it's just as intense and had just as much energy as anybody uh, else got, which was pretty special, you know. And they do such a tremendous job in making that such an incredible experience and making you feel part of um, something really special. And uh, all the way from how they operate on day-to-day and even the host family that took us in and um, – showed us tremendous hospitality. Um, yeah, pretty special. No, when I think of San Jose State alum, I think of Ken Caminiti and, and, and Jamie Heagle. So you guys are on the same level of all-time greats in the baseball program. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, yeah, no, it was cool. Um, Jamie, I want to dive forward because once you graduate, of course, you start to develop an interest in, in strength and conditioning and getting your hands and feet wet in the business and – one of the things that popped up on your resume, which was very impressive and kind of neat, was you got an opportunity as an intern to work with the Oakland Raiders. And the reason why that stands out to me is because just some of the names that were on that team in kind of the 2002-2003 era of Rich Gannon and T. Martin, the Heisman Trophy winner, and Rod Woodson and Jerry Rice and Big Romanowski. I mean, I know you didn't have a lot of direct interaction, per se, with some of the big stars, but... Were you kind of awestruck when you get to that level and, and see how those professionals work on their day-to-day? Yeah, you know, it, that that experience was uh, my, my first real professional sport experience. And, um, you know, I remember the first day, the director at the time, Tim, Tim Adams, he walked with me. It was an OTA, um, and we walked out from our training facility in, in Alameda, and out onto the practice fields. As we're walking out, he just turned to me and said, hey, well, what do you see? And uh, I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, look out there. What do you see? And everybody was kind of warming up practicing. I just said, you know, I see a bunch of tremendous athletes. And, you know, he said, it's millions of dollars. And so it kind of was his way of introducing me to um, I guess not to put price tag on anybody, but certainly within professional sports, uh, the business part of it being a, a huge, a huge difference. Right. So, um, but yeah, that, that experience was incredible. In fact, it, it really was an all access deal. I, you know, uh, I was fortunate that there was uh, a lot, as you had named a uh, veteran um, hall of fame, you know, players on that team and, and just getting to be around them and see how they went about their business on a daily basis um, and, you know, how they approached things was was really, really cool. Um, and, you know, it was funny. And I had, when we got into training camp, um, long story short, there's players that will gravitate towards um the interns and, you know, in um, getting their aid and just their daily tasks that need to get done and just, you know, s- someone to help them. And, and Romanowski, you know, gravitated towards me. And so being with him in training camp was, was pretty interesting. Uh, but certainly, <clears throat> I'll tell you this, 
uh, no better teammate that you'll ever see. And, and uh, I know there's no bigger competitor that I've ever seen. Um, but, uh, but really, really cool experience. And, and certainly, um, you know, showed me that, you know, there's, there's, there certainly is a huge business side to professional sports and what that entails. Um, and, you know, that development process is, is, uh, much different, you know, when you're looking at elite, you know, trained athletes and, and, um, you know, how they approach, uh, continue to approach their development is, is a lot different, but um, no, really cool experience. Before we kind of dive into your years at Temple, you, you bring up a great point, Jamie, because w- when you get a lot of these athletes now on the college level, you're getting kids at 17 and 18 who had some access to, to weight rooms in high school, maybe different types of programs, but you're, you're sort of working with, I kind of always call it like working with clay, and you get to mold them the way you like What's the excitement level or what's it like interacting with these kids and sort of molding them the way you and, and maybe the coaches want to see them from a development standpoint? No, that's a great point. And I think it's a big reason why I gravitated back to college athletics because of that development period. And, you know, the fact that um, you, it's such a, it's such a huge uh, development period of time uh, not only for them as an athlete, but as people. And I think that's the other big piece for me is not only being able to be, you know, impactful um, in their training as it pertains to their sport, but, you know, also be a part of um, their development as, as a human being and as a person and uh, helping them through that. So, you know, being able to have that dual challenge um, has been, has been really cool. And, and again, as I mentioned, you know, big reason why, uh, gravitated back to college athletics, you know, just being a part of not only their sport training and development, um, but, you know, who they want to transform into and be as a person as well. So then you get to move out, you know, across the country to Temple. And and I'm not one who's always into conferences and different things. I, I think every school has a different fit and a unique fit based on all the things they offer. But one of the things that stands out to me, Jamie, is that you got to coach a bunch of championship-winning teams, and especially on the basketball side of things. And there's so much that goes into it from a player and a coach standpoint. But as as a strength coach and as someone who's so critical in their development from a physical standpoint, and and obviously a whole bunch of other things, how proud are you when you can see, let's say, Temple men's basketball get on a run and make the NCAA tournament, and you be a part of that with your help with the program? Yeah, no, I, you know, Temple for me was a, uh, a huge, uh, well, one opportunity and two, a huge, uh, development, you know, time for me as a coach in particular, um, you know, certainly when you have the opportunity to be around coaches such as, uh, coach Cheney and coach Dunphy and, and coach Staley, um, you know, and really, uh, be exposed to, what a real championship culture is, uh, is pretty special, you know? So, uh, as I said, for me, it's, it was, it was a big development time for me as a coach to, you know, and being able to be in those systems, be around those, uh, incredible, uh, coaches and people, um, and help refine who I was and, you know, how, my outlook on things and how I approached everything. And, and you know, I think it was all that being said for me, it's really when I turned, 
Um, my approach of looking at the student athletes that I worked with as, as athletes and looked at them as people, you know, I think up to that point, uh, as all, um, young coaches do, I think they go through their own form of, you know, this is, uh, how I feel things should be done. And here's, here's my programming, here's my plan. And, uh, you know, having trouble finding out why it may not be working sometimes and, and, and being rigid in that regard. But, you know, it was, it was a, it was, it's like I said, the time for me where I began to shift that focus of looking at things as an athlete and looking at it as a human. And once I started diving into that big part of that was, as I mentioned, being a part of those championship cultures that of the coaches I mentioned and, and seeing their approach in that and it really opening my eyes and, you know, it was, it, it was an opportunity for me to see if my, my programming wasn't wrong. It was just um, my approach in how I dealt with and looked at the person that was in front of me each day. So, um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. How rewarding is that, Jamie, from the standpoint of whether you're working with a basketball player or a volleyball player or even a baseball player, the, the different types of training that go into it? Obviously, the, the end goal is similar, but – the process with different muscle groups and how different sports perform from a strength coach standpoint, that, that seems like a, a never ending challenge, but also one that, that gets you up every morning and you're excited to get after it. No, absolutely. And not only do I think uh, the sports that, you know, you look at their own demands um, and there's certainly some specificity there in terms of what sports demands, not only from a competition standpoint, but, you know, from a system standpoint, um, uh, specific to the head coach's philosophy and, and how they uh, view uh, style of play. So uh, a lot of different um, demands going on, a lot of different variables, but at the same time, really fun, really challenging. And then you overlap that with, and the spectrum of athlete that you're going to have in the court over the course of, you know, four years. So being able to um, have them come in as freshmen and, and um, be able to start to implement things that are going to make them better and, and match those demands that, you know, they're coming at them. Um, and then to see them grow and, um, and thrive, you know, as they get into their junior and senior year and, uh, and really, you know, just um, being developed in, at, at an elite level where they can compete at a high level um, for the respective sport. But certainly having that variety, um, again, I think has been uh, a big part of why I, I came back to college athletics because um, it's cool. It's, it's challenging every day um, to not be, you know, I think pigeonholed into one particular sport, uh, but to have – a challenge of, you know, you know, multiple sports and what those demands are um, certainly uh, keeps keeps the stimulation high and, and the challenge high, you know, each day. In your journey, Jamie, to cover all four corners of the country, if you will, you then get the an incredible opportunity to come back to, to Long Beach, California and, and, and run and be the head of their strength and conditioning program just over a decade ago. And I know you had different roles throughout your stops, but as you're getting ready for that new journey and to kind of have everyone start looking to you for answers, right? As someone who may be more in charge or have more leadership role, what's going through your mind as you, as you shift from, okay, I'm the assistant who 
maybe has all the answers to every question and now being someone who is help implementing training and helping bringing in new employees and, and things of that nature more in a head role at, at Long Beach State. Yeah, and I was, you know, at Temple, even though I was um, the head of Olympic sports, you know, we did have a director and it was at the time, uh, it was one, you know, one entity in itself. So I think, as I alluded to, you know, my growth uh, as a coach at, at Temple, um, I, I felt like I really was ready for that next step in, in terms of um, being um a leader and, and, a, and a director over a program. I was ready for that challenge. I felt I was ready for that challenge. Um, it certainly doesn't mean that I did not struggle. I did early on there, but that opportunity uh, at Long Beach uh, certainly was um, very grateful for it. And, you know, but being able to <clears throat> start to develop um, those skill sets and refine those skill sets that helped me be a better mentor. Um, and, and really look at, uh, at, at coaching and sports performance, you know, through a new lens in the sense that, you know, how, how do we want to overall approach, you know, our training, you know, what's the identity that we want to have, um, within, you know, our training staff and how we approach that and, and, um, and begin to bring in those different personalities and, and strengths and skill sets that I felt were going to help, you know, our program as a whole um, and match the identity and, and, and missions, you know, mission that we had at Long Beach State with their athletics department, um, you know, was certainly a, a really, really fun challenge. Um, you know, so uh, being able to do that, you know, for nine years there um, and continue to refine that each year, uh, was was a lot of fun and and really you know really cool challenge. Jamie, Long Beach State's known for a lot of things, and I'll bring up one last point on this. But obviously, the dirtbags in baseball who have been renowned for their ability to produce pro players, the Jared Weavers, the Troy Tulowitzkis of the world. But another aspect of that university that always stood out to me growing up was the the Walter Pyramid, and it's one of the neat pyramids in the world because it's actually uh, geographically even it's 345 feet in, in every direction all three and it comes together in what is a unique home atmosphere for the basketballs and the volleyballs of the world since that building was so prominent in your career what was it like working in a in a place that's maybe more known for what it looks like than what it actually does for for the kids <laughs> yeah we we get a lot of questions about the pyramids um no, it, it was. It was a cool design. And what's interesting, too, you know, I, honestly, Evan, I didn't even realize that that was the exact dimensions. But I figured that they had, you know, a plan because it's it actually is just high enough to where it's above, um, like, the tree. Like, you could see it from, like, three, five miles away. It's funny. Like, it just – the tip of it sits up above – so I think a, a lot of people have associated it as a landmark because not only when they drive by it, but you can, you can see it from, um, you know, a radius out, but, uh, it pretty cool venue, you know, uh, everything from the actual spacing and it was incredible. I mean, and their, their design inside would impress me because you have 
these huge, huge uh, fixed bleachers that would hydraulically fold up into the top of the pyramid um, that gave way to uh, five total um, basketball courts. So five total basketball courts was, was the size of, of an inside um, and all of those obviously outfitted for not only basketball, but volleyball as well. So um, really cool design. We ended up actually having our training facility. When I, when, when I first got there, our training facility was at the other end of campus. And then um, we ended up moving it after the first two years, we moved it into the pyramid, into the space they're at now, um, which is totals about um, 10,000 square feet. Um, so was a big upgrade for us in spacing and, and, you know, overlooked pyramid floor. Um, but yeah, so pretty cool engineering, uh, but yes, very different. Jamie, that's a great point. And I know how important it is as a strength coach to have a good relationship with the players. But one of the things we haven't really talked about as much on this podcast is that dynamic with the head coach, with the assistants, and getting a sense of what they want or what they kind of want to see in their strength training. So let's fast forward to Campbell. And, of course, you have Kevin McGeehan and Greg Gorrell, two of the main coaches that you report to and and get a sense of with them. What is it like just from a program standpoint of building those workouts and having that relationship with a coach where you can bounce ideas off them and, and kind of see what they want as well in the, in the training process? Yeah, Coach McGeehan and Coach Goral both have been uh, tremendous in their openness to um, my services and what I can offer and, you know, how I feel, you know, we can make things uh, a little bit better. And and so, you know, from that standpoint, being tremendously open has, has been very refreshing and I think um, very rewarding as we've moved, uh, moved along. Uh, I'll also say that, you know, to give them credit, the, um, the young men and women they bring in uh, each year um, are tremendous. And, and, and not only they're tremendous athletes, but they, uh, they're tremendous people, you know. And seeing how that resonates uh, through their respective programs and, and being a part of that has been probably the, the funnest thing and the most rewarding thing. So, you know, seeing the people that they bring in, the young men and women, um, it's, it's been great. You know, very coachable, uh, great people uh, want to work. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a credit to them. And, and to no surprise, a reflection of, you know, who, who they are and who, uh, the people that make up their staff. So, um, no, it's been it's been great. From an actual X's and O's standpoint, we saw a neat jump from the volleyball program, and I know you play a huge role in developing um, those girls and getting them ready to play. But man, what an impressive run to not only get to the conference final, but see an impact in, in more wins than the previous year. And obviously, it's such a young team that you've had a huge hand with all the freshmen and sophomores they have currently. What's it like? Um, just being able to, to work with those girls and then to be a huge part of their development as they take some big steps at the end of last year? No, it's been great. They, you know, that is a incredible group, you know, and they, the, the freshman class that they brought in this, this past year, 
um, who uh, had a, a great contribution to their successes they had, you know, in this past season. Um, that group and, you know, the, the sophomore group um, and even junior group that there's, there's these next couple of years are, are going to be uh, exciting to see. I think, you know, with the, the level of, of, of work and the work ethic that they've increased and built upon and refined over these past couple of years um, as a team, as a whole, and their beginnings to really, they've really, they've really made a, um, a considerable effort into diving into, you know, who they are as a team and their identity. And, you know, a lot of that is um, obviously uh, uh, as it is, is attributed to coach Goral and, and his staff and, and, you know, uh, bringing that to their attention and, and then just being able to parallel that message and uh, be a continued voice within all that, within what we do in training, um, I think has been a big, a big piece as well. So um, it's, it's really allowed them to uh, find something to grab onto and um, make them more intentful and, and, and um, deliberate in their training. And, you know, they're reaping the benefits of it. And it's their hard work that they put in. So it'll be really fun to watch these next couple of years and, and, and see them continue to grow. Absolutely. And especially with how young that team is, it's going to be a blast to, to watch them and Gore. And one of the moment in Gore Arena I want to bring up with you, Jamie, and I know you're, you're not one to be on the front lines of the rah-rah coaches and games, but obviously you're super excited when, when success and, and good moments show up as last year's men's basketball run with, with the likes of Andrew Udy and Chris Clemens and that crew being able to, to win a regular season title at home. What, what is that like as a coach, not only to celebrate that moment, but to watch players that you've had your hands on the last two years be able to achieve success at what's kind of the pinnacle of conference level and, and being able to celebrate that as a group? Well, winning is fun. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, well, what a what a special year! And you know, when I came in, I came in that late that August, and you know, essentially had I think four weeks, if I'm remembering correctly, about four weeks of um, you know training before we started, you know, um, team practice and and you know competing and whatnot. But um, you know, there's there was there was a a really a great establishment of, of leadership, you know, um, especially as you, you know, talk about Udi and, and, uh, and, and Chris and, and, you know, just in their own ways, how they, how they led, um, you know, for me, it was, uh, less about, you know, as much as I, to my best of my ability, try to get them ready and prepared for the season. You know, I, I was more aggressive in, you know, my approach of learning who they were uh, as people, um, you know, knowing that as long as that basketball season is, you know, I was going to have the opportunity to probably, you know, as conservative as I might've been on the front end, have some room to be a little bit more aggressive as we got into the middle part of the season and into conference play 
And what was going to be a big part of me being able to do that was, you know, gaining trust and, um, again, connecting with them on a, on a personable level. Um, so that could happen. So, you know, as we went along the way, um, you know, it, it was, it was fun in so many ways, so many ways and a, a really special group, um, and, and certainly a special time and, and being able to be a part of that, you know, and, and, you know, there was a lot of work that was put in prior to me, you know, coming in and, you know, so, you know, me, uh, being able to continue, uh, that development, um, and supplement that, um, was, was great, you know, and, and, and being able to be a part of, uh, of that success. Jamie, your role with, with the players is so vital and your staff is, is a group that we kind of see their development and what they do, but it, it's certainly important. And I want to touch on finally, just your workout routine, because I've had the pleasure of, of being in the Gorena weight room with you from time to time. And it, it starts off with ACDC. It picks up with some heavy metal mixed in between it, the playlist will, will get you ready to go. And, and I'm curious from your standpoint, because over the years, obviously it's changed, but as a strength coach, what is it like from your own standpoint of, you know, maintaining and developing what you've built to this point? And how do you try to implement your own program with yourself, if you will? Yeah, I think certainly personally, um, uh, I, I'm, and I'm not going to make myself sound old here because I don't think I am. And, but, you know, as you go, as you go along, you, the, the fact remains, I'm not 20 years old anymore. So <laughs> there's some things that uh, I'm going to have to change in terms of my approach and, and what I do. But, but certainly, you know, I've, I've always felt that, uh, that being said, that if I'm going to ask my athletes to do something, um, I should be able to do it as well, you know, and, and I may not be able to do it to uh, their ability, but certainly in, in demonstrating and being, um, you know, practicing what, what I preach, you know, letting them see, um, see that, uh, I think, uh, it is, is a part of, of, of it being essential in, in the sense that them buying in and, and, um, and understanding that I feel like it's important, but, um, so yeah, man, it, I think, you know, our, our staff training sessions, it, it's kind of, we've got, we've got some different groups throughout the day. Uh, I think, you know, earlier, like late morning, more down with the groups is really has been more, uh, myself, coach Bell, coach Kelly will be in there. And then, uh, coach Keo brings it up, you know, brings the juice in the afternoon. Once we hit the around two o'clock hour, I believe around one or two, um, you know, he, he, uh, he reups us with that juice. Um, so we, we have our kind of our own routines as, as best we can, but like I said, you know, continuing to be able to train and have the opportunity to train each day is, is a blessing and it's a win. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of take that mindset in, in my approach and, and just, you know, being able to train every day is the goal. So, um, uh, I'm not trying to hit PRs every yeah. day. Uh, those days are done, so to speak, but being able to move, uh, in space and, 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 you know, time from time, you know, pick some heavy things up and put them down. Um, being able to do that consistently week to week is, is, is always, has been my philosophy as of late. 
Jamie, I, I appreciate the insight. And one quick little nugget I wanted to ask you. You've dabbled in the water polo world and the volleyball world and a bunch of different sports that maybe aren't as mainstream as, as many Americans can see in a sport landscape. Are, are there certain sports you've learned to appreciate more just working with them over the years, whether it's at Long Beach State or, or Temple or you know here now at Campbell that have kind of opened your eyes to the level of, of training that it takes to succeed at that level? Oh, man, you know, one in particular that comes to mind for sure is water polo. Um, when <clears throat> prior to Long Beach, I had no experience uh, whatsoever with with water polo. And so that being said, when I first got there, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, on the pool deck and just uh, observing and, and trying to figure out what the real demands of the sport were. Uh, it didn't take long before, you know, um, I walked out there and they had a speedo ready for me and made me get in the pool and play and whatnot. So, and um, yeah, I, I, I got, I got beat up pretty bad uh, emotionally and physically, let's say, but uh, that being said, it, um, yeah, it, it, it was, it was, I, highly underestimated it is a contact uh sport for sure um it's hard because most of it you don't see because it's under the water and so it doesn't look like it is from the top or as much as you think it is from above the water it's it's 10 times more uh, underneath and just the the demands i mean um from uh just a, a pure power physical strength standpoint and and then from an endurance standpoint are are pretty impressive so being able to see that you know at the collegiate level was definitely eye-opening um and then you know obviously has moved on and had the opportunity to work uh briefly with our senior men's national team uh was even more impressive and in, in what they were capable of doing um was really cool no, Jamie, that that's awesome. And as someone who grew up watching a lot of Mountain Pacific Sports Federation uh, water polo with the USCs and the UCLA's and the Long Beach States, I always appreciate learning a little bit about water polo. So, Jamie, we, we appreciate you jumping on this podcast. I know you, you can't wait to get your hands back on with these kids, hopefully later in the summer and early August and, and get back after it. But, but thanks for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man.